Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Wiseman's podcast, another win for Sunderland to talk about and a quick look ahead to a midweek game against Watford as well. So loads to get through. Joining myself, Stephen Gorse with us always, Gareth Barger. Good evening. Evening. Good weekend. It was all right, wasn't it? Weird, isn't it, when you haven't got the game on the Saturday and yeah, you kind of you've got it out of the way. But it was quite good because in a way you could then... You know, watch some of the other football that was on the Saturday without. Sorry, any, when you win, um, those Friday yeah, without, games. Yeah, without any real like, you just kind of relax, can not you? It's quite quite nice. But, yeah. yeah, I don't mind a Friday night game. Um, you know, should support Tram here because they yeah, used to play on <laughs> Friday. Night a long time since I did, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is that was definitely a thing. That was a uh, thing. Uh, Jack Ausdrucks with us again. Evening, Jack. Good, mate. You good? Thanks. Yes. Enjoy your trip down to Sheffield. Yeah, it's lovely. As I was saying, yeah, I love it's a good ground to go to. Nice yeah. away and so yeah. I like it. I good like night. it. It's 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 like it's so old. Like the the just the the, the features of the fittings and everything inside the ground are so old that I feel like twenty years ago you like people would have hated it and said like this is really outdated and old fashioned. But it's got the point now. Where everything's that old, like become antiques and vintage stuff. Where it's because mm. it's like. The, the, even the signs for like the toilets and the drinks and refreshments or everything have clearly been there since like the 1950s or something and they just That's haven't bothered upgrading any of it but it adds to the character to it I love it's it. very old fashioned like but yeah it's a, it's a classic ground classic it is it's great and a classic what else do you know I was going to say a classic performance because it sounded good and it was a nice segue in but it wasn't even didn't even need to be a classic performance this um I remember we went on many rants, Gareth, obviously back in the day, you know, when it was really difficult being a Sunderland fan and, and we were saying we were sick of like teams just coming and filling the boots at the stadium of like and just yeah. helping themselves to an easy victory and we weren't laying a glove on them in in any way, shape or form. And that that that's what we that's what we had on Friday, wasn't it? And that's what Sheffield Wednesday are getting at the moment. Yeah, I mean it was so straightforward, wasn't it? I mean, it obviously helps if you score pretty much for your first two opportunities or two or your three opportunities if you include the free kick. Um, but I think the right was on the wall, wasn't it? That first goal where, you know, it was Ballard's run 12 yards from the edge of the box to, to get his head on the ball. Um, and he hasn't really been challenged. Um, we don't score many of those either. It's not uh, like we're renowned. It's not like we were renowned for scoring no. set pieces. So it kind of makes you think. It kind of, I was like, mm, yeah, these are bad. Um, yeah. And then when the second one went, it was like, it, we didn't even get out of first gear. It was just, we kind of injected a bit of thrust into the game from time to time, but it felt as though we were just happy to get a few goals here and there and try and control the game, not exert too much energy. That's how it kind of felt. It, it felt a bit like a practice game. 
I fell for them a bit, you know, like I did. And I know you shouldn't because we'd been here before. And at the start of the game, I was like, I know the Claire said a couple of times, I feel sorry for them. I was like, no, no, don't. Nobody felt sorry for us when this was us. Um, but by the end of the game, I couldn't help. And I, I think, you know, obviously everyone's seen what the, uh, what the two idiots have done and stuff and we're not going to that. But like, generally, I thought their fans were quite good. Like Gallo's humour and they're kind of just very much accepting where they are and getting the chance of like, you're nothing special, it's only 3-0 and you're nothing special, we lose every week and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And we've had a shot and just... <laughs> I felt for them a bit, you know. I, I really did. Um, and you should, and you shouldn't, because like I say, it seemed like nobody cared when it was us going through it. But we were, um, we were talking the other week. Uh, after a game, I'm trying to think of which one it was. When we said we would just, it was a QPR one, and we were saying, um, because you were there, Jack, weren't you? And you were saying like never had we been as confident as a Sunderland fan that when we went one back to one one after being a goal down that we were going to go on and win the game. And frankly, when we scored that first goal three minutes in, like, you know, we were in the away end and, and everybody just thought, well, well, that's that then. There was there was just, it's strange to have that level of superiority over somebody in the same division as you. I was actually saying this to one of my mates. I was, um, I turned to him and I just went, you know, I can't actually believe you've got two teams in the same division here. Two years ago, we were in the same division in the league below as well. And you can't actually believe how much better our footballers are than that. Like it, it was quite ridiculous, but yeah, as you said, like <clears throat> as soon as you get that first one, and then I didn't, I didn't really expect it to be that easy. Like, I knew they were bad, but it's like, you, do you know when that their own obviously released that statement this morning? For me, that just had one nil Sheffield Wednesday league record. Yeah, like that, all mean? over it, absolutely all over it. But yeah, it was just, it was just way, way too easy. I mean, the guy who did the who did the fan opposition preview pod thing for us that you sort of like. Uh, like a laugh out loud moment listening to that on the car on the way down when he was saying, Oh, you know, I've been thinking about this and what you've got to worry about is absolutely nothing. And yeah. it, it was, that was very much at the time, like, this has just got a defeat written all over this. Cause like the only time we've had an opposition fan on doing one of those podcasts where they've been so, so negative and down was when we played Stoke last season at home. Yeah. And then they turned up and like did us 5 1 or whatever it was. So there's always a chance, isn't there? But um, I mean, it's as close to was being bored as I've ever been in in a, in a Sunderland game oh, in a competitive totally. Sunderland game in the second half, to the point where I was like, it was like when when you you could go and just play like Crook Town in a friendly or something, and then they score three early goals and then just don't try because they don't want to injure themselves again, and you're there as a fan saying, ah, oh, come on, like put eight past them here because we could have done it, they could have they could have done it yeah. if they wanted to, but with two games this week. You can totally understand why they've just taken the foot off off the gas. I mean, all layers in the first half, half an hour into the game. It's quite something that was. Uh-huh. Like you could see in the second half, there were Sheffield Wednesday putting next to no pressure on us, and we're just passing it around our own half. Like we're, it's frustrating because like you're there and you want like, oh, go on, have a few yeah. more, especially up our end. But they're saying, I'm like, I get it. So, like with the congested fixtures, you've won the game. I get it. Totally, totally. Well, we'll, we'll... Do you know what's really terrible, Stephen? <laughs> you know, you know, you said there. I heard, I sort of half heard it on the intro because I was like doing the like bit of admin in the background, and then you said two games in the week. So I'm like, we got a game this week. Yeah, we do. 
Well, didn't, I didn't, didn't even realise. No, I didn't realise we were playing on Wednesday. All right, you didn't know we well, yeah, well. Well, there you go. Oh, well, well okay. it's going to be a good discussion when the second part of this pod's about. Oh, um, it's all right. It's fine. Bit. I mean, you know, <laughs> keep really the same funny, team. That's that discussion. That's that's yeah, that yeah. discussion over. It's really funny. I just didn't, you know, I was just in, obviously in a um a place of. Uh, <laughs> Place. I think he's gone. He's gone. Or was it me? Are you still there, Jack? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's gone. Oh, you're back. Gareth, are you with us? You're gone. You I went am. there. No, you did went... I? Yeah, you did, yeah. All right, okay. Oh, well, right, yeah. Obviously, I've just obviously gone mad. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Eh? Never mind. Well, we're looking at it, but I think, you know, I mean, like we say, the performance didn't need to be good and didn't need to be in it. To be vintage, it, it, it certainly said uh, highlighted as, as much as anything that they were bad as well as we were, but are good, um, which is a, it's a nice place to be in. Um, but we'll we'll you know we'll give the players credit where due anyway, and, and go through. I was glad to see um, Burstow retain his place because I know there was a lot of uh, conclusions being made after the. Um, after the Cardiff defeat, where we came and said, basically, you know, it was just one of those things and there's nothing to get annoyed about. And we could play that 10 times over and win nine of them. And I was glad, you know, there was there was a lot of people then coming out and saying, oh, do you know, maybe the players have just learned how to play without a striker now. And I can't, I, I, I get that. I, I don't think you can rule that out. But that's, that's not a reason not to play a striker because in football, you need to play a striker. You, you can't, we can't, pigeonhole ourselves to the point where we can only play without a striker because at some point that some of these players are going to start leaving and and, and then where are you going to be at? Um, you're going to have to teach a whole new um, group of players coming in how to play without a striker. It's not it's not feasible. You you need to they need to <laughs> they need to relearn how to do that if that is what's happened and and to have both options is nice. But I was glad he did stick with um, Burst or his best game in a Sunderland shirt. Clearly, we would say Gareth. I agree. Yeah. Easy, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's good. It was good for him. I was good. He didn't. I was good. He didn't get a goal. Like that would have been nice. That second half when they took the foot off the gas and stuff. He was really like bursting to get in the box and stuff. There was a couple of times when a, a couple of pullbacks didn't reach him, and uh, that would have been nice for a confidence thing. But you know, he'll be happy with that performance. We've scored eighteen goals in the league this season, so I mean, we're obviously doing all right with a strike, aren't we? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we've yeah. we failed to score on two of those games. So, yeah, I think we're probably doing all right with, with playing with a striker and scoring goals. But, yeah, I, I thought he was – his ball for the first goal was great. His turn was exceptional for the penalty. Um, and, yeah, he was – I think he's been quiet at times, but I think we said you can just feel that we've got a striker on the pitch when he's on the pitch. Um, it, it just – you can just the presence is there in some in some capacity. So sometimes that's all you need. It's just occupying um, the defenders, like, like, like um, and said obviously the pressure is going to yeah. The pressure is going to be on him soon, obviously, because you want you know people to be saying he's played x amount of games and yet to score. And then you've got Russell who's come into the side and um, or come into the squad and he's looked quite sharp when he's come on in the games he's come on in. I thought. Um, Again, nothing groundbreaking, but he's pretty. Seems pretty direct and aggressive, and he wants to get involved in the game. Um, so you know, maybe there's a bit of pressure from Russin. Maybe he's gonna 
might bring the best out of uh, Burstow as well, because um, he's obviously going to have to fight for his place. Um, and conversely, Russen will will be wanting again in the team. So, you know, the you know people have talked before about not well, we don't need any more than one striker because you don't we only play with one striker or whatever. Well, no, you need a group of strikers to put pressure on each other to bring the best out on each other. And that's what that's I think that's what we might start to see as time goes on. Um because they both look capable. Um but yeah I mean you wouldn't you you, you wouldn't drop it burst at the moment though would you especially after Friday. Certainly not with that assist because that's what that's what we want our centre forwards to be doing because we've got all of these attacking midfield players who can run in and get on the end of stuff and then of course he's turned for the penalty as well like on another day I mean it was a poor foul to give away by their player because he was he was covered the other guy had come back and and covered and Burst wasn't going to get anywhere with it but he pulled his shirt and, and that's up but that's the kind of thing we want to see from him and I think as long as we're winning and scoring the the lack of goal thing's not going to um, not going to come into it too much because I, I think when um, when Gellard came and it was an issue because we would we weren't winning games because of the striker thing, and he came, and he clearly wasn't a you know a number nine of any way, and he really struggled, and we weren't scoring, and we stopped winning games, so the pressure did come. But when we did pick up form from then and start winning games, and he chipped in with he didn't chip in laws, did he? He got a couple, um, but yeah. there wasn't like a great frustration. He wasn't scoring just because he'd sort of found a little role in the team. So I think people are being more patient. Um, because of that, I would say. Um, are we at a point now where we just need to like say we don't know how long we're going to have Jack Clark, so we just need to enjoy it while it's here. Yeah, definitely. Start. I was. Uh, yeah. I it's can't... horrible. It's horrible to admit that as a fan, and like, it just feels like it's just. Yeah. <laughs> I can't see him making it past this the end of this season with us. Honestly, I think once we've we seen, hopefully, yeah, depending. On, we, even then, like we go up, like you look at Sheffield United, that they, they went up. I, I'd like to think we'd have a bit of a stronger stance than they do with players, but they go up and lose some of their best players. Like it can still happen, regardless. But I think if we go up, you likely get a lot more money than than if you're still down, but. There's, there's just going to be clubs sniffing all over. As long as they don't come in with pathetic seven, eight million bids, then, yeah. I can't I see that happening now. I don't want to get in January, <clears throat> a reasonable bid comes in for him and the option to bring Ahmad back <laughs> on loan Oh, appears. God, come on. You can't ask now, people I'm, this stuff. Yeah, I think... I think... No, I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking the tempta- the temptation to go. Well, we could sell him, and we'd have all the way does play from the right. We've still got an option in Ahmad, um, and bring him in. And they might go that say that option came at the table. It would be one for one, and then at the end of the season, you know, you've 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 pre- replaced one quality player with another. Now I'd be like, I love Jack Clark. I think he's absolutely brilliant, and. He's been, you know, such a great sign in his attitude and you know everything about him. His quality is there to see. So I'd be gutted if he went. But I'm just saying, say that was a. Do you, a so do you, do you mean to like I'm bring Ahmed in permanently? Do you mean? No, I just thought, oh. well, probably on loan. But then if you've got the money from, if you've got the money, 
and you get promoted, say, and all getting miles ahead, then you, yeah. you might be in a position where you can go, well, we've had him on loan twice. We've got that money in the bank. Mm-hmm. Could buy I don't him. think you know what I mean? That, I... Season. Like, I think that'd just be shooting ourselves in the foot a little bit. It's the goals in our team at the moment, isn't it? We, we spoke again, you know, we, we, that goal he scored against Southampton coming in from the box, uh, coming in from the left and arriving in the box and saying, if a winger can add to, that to the game, which which he seems to have done, cutting inside and going outside, he can do both seven ga- seven goals for a winger, and this was before September had even finished. Like that's some goal that is. Like it really is, isn't it? Crazy numbers. Like I know, and obviously he's took up penalties as well this season, but still, like the the performances are just incredible, and you can see he's like the the main goal threat now as well. He's, he's come on leaps and bounds <clears throat> this time last year. Yeah, he's playing better. He feels like a bit of a leader. As I think he's going to lead. He's a bit of a leader as well. Actually, he's kind of becoming. You get that feeling from him that he's leads by example a bit, doesn't he? It's like, uh, you know, he's just got something about him in that respect. I think now as well. Um, Are we? It's yeah. you know he's one of the senior players in the team. It's like he's like twenty one or something. You know, it's it's crazy. That's what would that's going to be the concern, isn't it? Where January bid because mm. Burnley are coming back in, so it's going to be it's going to be whether anybody else does. I mean, what, hopefully again, you like you've just said, Gareth, I could be jumping ahead. And you know we could go on a terrible run from now on and be nowhere near. But you know I watched Burnley on Saturday, and they are just way off where they need to be at the minute to 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 look like they're competing. Um, and that can change quickly. They've they've had a really hard start in terms of the fixture list, Burnley. But you would hope that in January you might look and say, well, am I thinking about next season? You know, there's a, there's a gamble that I end up back where I started. Um, again, we are being very presumptuous to, like this actually happens and stuff, but um, that's what we want to hope, isn't it? What I'm trying to say is we want to hope that the the interest stays as limited as that by January because I could derail our whole season, couldn't I? I know what you're saying there, Gareth. Like, what if I went and in theory signed Ahmad and stuff like that? But again, you know, he might not have played by then, he might take a while to get up a scratch, it might not be possible. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. He feels like it's he's our talisman, and we just don't we just don't want to we don't want to break this team up in any way. The which goes against I mean, what, what which goes against the whole business plan and all. But still, I, I just think like maybe what we're doing here is talking about maybe we should just be enjoying that. Yeah, you know, we're in good form, and let's not think let's not think about because it sounds like we're turning you know positive. There's a negatives in a way, and like worrying about you can't control it, can you? Like, like you just enjoy them while they're here. That's always been, you know, you you've enjoyed Ross Stewart. We've enjoyed Ahmad. They're not here anymore, but there's other players who are and still doing a good job and making an impression in the team. And you know, you look at the progression of people like Hume and Ekwa, Ballard, Patterson. Um. And then, you know, you look at some of the players we've brought in, you know, that look quite interesting. As I say, Russian's not had loads of minutes, but he certainly looked very lively. I think, like, some of the runs he's made and the battle of defenders and running at the channels, he seems really hungry. And then, how sheesh, I think, is 
again, looks very comfortable. And you could probably see, you could start, you feel like it's not, we brought him in and it's like, sometimes you think, oh, it might take three or four months for these players to get up to speed. It feels like with that, with Aushish, you could probably just start him if you wanted to, and he'd be fine. Um, so you know, there's lots of positives there, really. Um, yeah, I mean, I've started this whole this whole like sort of question so by saying options, so many by options saying, as uh, well. by saying enjoy him and then done nothing but like speculate and panic for a bit. I get that, so that's a lesson learned for me. But uh, it's true, like, would you consider two months? Like, hopefully not, but they could be. So just, I think that's the reality of. This well, the model like is we might not have players for that long, depending on how well they're performing. Their period of time, I've got them. Do you know, like Equa could go for millions in the summer. I know. All right, let, yeah. Let's just let's right. Nobody's yeah. going to take any of these players from us. <laughs> yeah. Certainly not in January. So just turn up to the match if you if you haven't been gone and you've been thinking about gone and you haven't been going to the match or whatever. Like honestly, I'm being serious. It's a it's a time to get back into it and it's a time to start going because. You know, I'd go as far as saying when this team clicks, even even going back to like when Peter Reid was manager, that this is aesthetically, this is the best I can remember in terms of the I, one touch, two touch passes. I think I, when it clicks, I think I agree. Somebody, you know, the, the football in the Reid was like swashbuckling, wasn't it? It was like yeah. that sort of. Get down the sides, get it in the box, and it, you know it was great. Um, and this, but this is a, and it was exciting, but this is a completely different thing. And it's what to watch a team who with so so many players who are so comfortable on the ball, um, and so confident in trying to do things the way they've been told, asked to do it, and they've been given the freedom to express themselves. Um. And you can see them feeding off one another, and and you say when it clicks, and it clicks. It's not like it happens, you know, once once in a blue moon. It, you know, we're scoring some unbelievable goals, really. You know, so frequently, um, and have done again since since Tony Mowbray came in. I mean, they've you know he's he's done a, a brilliant job, hasn't he? So. This all seem to enjoy playing underneath them, and it's the scene to just be having fun, and that's what that's what you want to see. And it's how much credit do you need to give to the manager and the coach and stuff? Is like, I mean, Mowbray has said it himself when we've been doing when when we went to that thing at the start of the season, the talk and thing he did, and he said that's all he does with his group of players is just encourage them, just say, imagine that you know. You're back at school when you're better than everybody else who you play against. I don't want you to have any fear at all and don't think about any consequences. Just go and show people how good you are. And that's such a simplistic thing to do, but most managers just wouldn't. They just wouldn't. And we've said yeah. it before when we looked at like Alex Nail, he just he wouldn't have the side playing like this. And we were really, really critical of how that whole situation was handled. We certainly didn't endorse that Alex Nail was going to be, should be given all the power or anything like that. We've never said that. Um, but we 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 were critical of the way the whole thing was handled. But you know, and Mowbray was available. But he's you look look, it's where the the prayer starts with him and his and his coach and stuff. And I just wonder how how important like Dodge is in all this as well because we spoke about this before. But there's a reason Joe Billing came here, and it's him. 
So um, we just need to praise them and just enjoy it while it lasts. And if you are thinking about going and you haven't been for a while or you think about starting to go because you've never been, if you know you've always just been a fan who doesn't go to the matches, whatever, I would say uh, start start a goal. We'll, we'll talk about that in more detail because this hasn't translated to as many home wins as we would like. So we can have a little bit of a chat about why that may, might be the case as we look ahead to Watford. That's going up next. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to the Wise Men's Here podcast. Right, if you're joining us on Friday for the live show, then you need to remember it is not a Pop Rex anymore and it is at the Vox site across in... Um, Vox site? Vox, Vox Brewery. Vox, Vox, yeah. Site makes it sound like it's going to be where it was demolished. <laughs> oh, yeah, Vox site it does actually. Yeah. No, yeah. don't turn up at the Civic Centre or the City Hall. It's not no. there. No, it's Vox Brewery, won't be out. It's just behind the, yeah. the um, supporters. Um, yeah, the like supporters where Quick Fit and Tesco and that is, like that, that little Yeah, area. yeah, it's around there, on there. So, um, 7 o'clock doors, we'll have an evening of fun. It's sold out now, so if you didn't get a ticket, then soz. You've had plenty of time. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it should be kind of good. Yeah. Um, kind of crept up, really. And um, here we are. Here we are. Ten years coming to help us celebrate, and we'll have some great guests along. Um, it's ten and a half years now, really. So you know, tenth year it is. Tenth year, yeah. So, yeah. But it was the ten years yeah, that was a reason for it. So yeah, yeah. yeah not quite where we were. We're not quite I mean, where we were. 11th, when we started. Is it our eleventh year? Actually, technically, it's the eleventh year, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. Well, yeah, because we'll be into the eleven. We'll be eleven next year, so this is our eleventh. Right. Yeah. Okay. Got yeah. So you. Anyway. Yeah. Right. Okay. It's just calm, whatever. Just whatever. Yeah. Point we're not even promoting anymore because, like I said, it's sold out. So it's like we're directly to people who have um, who have who yeah. have got tickets. We'll see you there and have a come and have a drink. Yeah, I have emailed everyone. Have emailed everyone. Let them know, and I'll do it again twice before the weekend just to make sure that everyone knows where it is. It's coming up a bit crackle, isn't it? Oh, it's good. I do like it when people do that. I give a shout out to the lad who asked for a shout out at Hillsborough, but he didn't tell us his name. He just walked past and said, um, Wee, why does this podcast gives a shout out? So, <laughs> whoever you are, 
Oh, it is. There's a shout out. There's, yeah. Way. Maybe yeah. he was called Way. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah. There you go. Neither there it is. is. There it is. Right. We'll talk about a home game that Gareth didn't know was happening now. Because um, uh, this, this, is, this, this, this is an issue still. Um, as, as good as we were against Cardiff and, uh, and you know, we, we, we weren't negative after that game at all. We kept our head up and said it was just one of those games. But statistically, Sunderland aren't winning enough games at home. Um, the key, Gareth, is scoring, isn't it? If we can get an early goal, because that means teams have got to open out and come up at us, and it's it's that's it's just been our Achilles' heel, isn't it? At home, that teams coming up and did doing what QBR did. Yeah, I mean, what yeah, Watford are going to be? You know, been... Who knows? They're so different I mean, every season. Yeah. Mm. They've only won two games, so they lost to Middlesbrough, um, who haven't been in great form, and they seem to be playing themselves back into a bit of form just before we play them. Um, but yeah, I mean, I didn't realise it was so low down the table, to be honest. Um, isn't it? But like you say, we've been... Just seen the years, but aside from in the League One years, but you know when we're in the winning the top two divisions, it's been hard to hard to get those home wins. But you just got to like say the Cardiff game, they play the way they did in that game, they should win the game. You know, they doubt it. I can't see us. I can't see us um, failing to score in the, in that scenario again. Um, should it occur. Um, you know, you fancy us every week at the moment, really, don't you? Well, a win would put us on 19 points after 10 games, so just one point off the point per game. Um, we've we've got some hard fixtures coming up, haven't we? So it's like, I feel like it shows how far we've um, progressed because I feel like now we're in the territory of the conversations we used to have when we were in League One. Mm. Well, because we 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 never like ran away with that league or anything, did we? Or really sustained mm-hmm. a, a a clear promotion push. We were always kind of like where we are now, in sort of third and fourth, and just falling below the two points per game. And then we would have so many conversations leading up. We would have back to back games that week again. You'd be playing like Cheltenham and and mm. Crew or something at home, and we'd be like, it's really important now to put our foot on their throat and get six points from these two games, get up to that two point per game. And be ruthless, and like that's where we are now, isn't it? Again, but just at, at the more at the level we should be at, really. Um, that said, you know how greedy we all been, how greedy we're being, Jack. Like, because I feel like four points out of these two games on paper is a good return, like seven points in three games. But at the same time, like I feel like Leicester are gonna. There's no way Leicester aren't going up. So there's there's only one promotion spot to go for, and the playoffs. This this league is still wide open. So the six teams in the playoffs could come from fifteen teams, and I, I just uh, feel like we need to need to try and just put ourselves above others a little bit. I, as you said, like when we were in this position in League One, it was like, why are we in this position? We should be so far top of this league, but now. In the position of the championship, it's a lot more of a positive vibe. We're playing well, we're getting really good results. Um, to be fair, I remember who do we play for Cardiff, Blackburn, wasn't it? Come away yes. from that, looking at 
looking at Cardiff, Sheffield Wednesday, Watford and Middlesbrough, thinking that could so easily be 12 points if you want to make that. Uh, yeah, 12 points. <laughs> if you want to make it 12 points. And obviously, typically lost, lost to Cardiff out of that. But I think you say, you, you go like, oh, 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 we should. But just the last couple of seasons, we just have not been good enough at home. I think we should have beat Watford last season. We were better than then. And we're still better than them now. And that should be three points, really. As Gareth says, if we get an early goal and kill them off and make them come out and play, we can really take them to the throat and beat them. The and two goals say, the two goals are conceded against Borough. Look, if you say it, is everybody saying them? Yeah, I, I was watching it earlier, yeah. I mean, they were, they were, they were defended crap, weren't they, both of them? Mm-hmm. Uh, three, well, three, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, so... That's encouraging. They looked a bit open. They look horrendous at the back end. They have done since they come down, really. They just haven't looked a good team at all. And they're not, not organised in the slightest. And um, I, th- I think we, sh- we should beat them. It should be three points. So, Borough, as much as they've had a post out of the season, they've, yeah, they've picked up a little bit. But again, I think looking at it all, we're better than them. And there's a lot more on it, whether you think it's a derby or what. It's your preference and but it still looked upon as a much bigger game. Borough are going to be more up for that than they have been for any other game this season, which automatically makes it a more difficult game. I am I, I am more optimistic. I'm greedy and I would want six. I think it might be tough though. I really I do. think I feel like that's where we are now though, Gareth. Like we need to be that's where we need a bit like a I feel like. Do you think this team's better than the one last season? It's a very general, you know. You know what I think, statement I think. I think on paper it kind of isn't, but like we we haven't the levels like we had, a, and then we had a a bad start, and then the 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 but the levels are like at the level that we were last season already, where it took us a little time to get into our groove. Um, even though we kind of dipped around sort of mid-table to sort of 6th, 7th, 8th last season for most of the first half of the season. Um, we're playing as well as we did at our best times last season already, so inform and come and go and, and things like that, but we do have quality. Who You know, players who can... That were 2-0 down at Watford last year. And we still managed to get out of the game with the result because of the quality of the players we've got. You know, Patrick Roberts putting that one in the top corner in the last minute. Because um, we we got players when we need to who can pull it out of the bag. So I think we're better. I think we look. I just think we look more rounded and yeah. I think and more, I would've... more more in control of the games. I'd say the same because I think obviously as much as similar players, I think these players have got better. We spoke about the other week. I think Dan Neil, especially defensively, has come on a lot better this season. Ek was a lot better than he was this se- uh, last season. And like players like Ballard and then even Ballard. It's not really his job, but he's contributing to goals, things like that. And yeah, there's a big hole in Ahmad, but Pritchard and Job have both been performing incredibly in that position as well. Clark's came on a lot better than he was last season. He was still amazing last season. Uh, I do. I think we're a better team, and I think it's shown. I think it's going to show across the across the season. I think being greedy, we discussed this last week, Gareth. I think again, as fine as Huggins was midweek, he didn't do anything wrong, and 
he doesn't like he was clearly struggling those first couple of games. He doesn't look like he's struggling anymore. So he's, yeah. I think he's, he's he's brought himself to speed with the with like the speed of the game and everything like that. Being greedy, I prefer left footer there to compliment Clark as we discussed last week on the left hand side. But, yeah, but that's you know the way I feel like you're almost nitpicking a little bit with that. Yeah, I mean, you see when certain comes back and um, how they get on, I guess. I mean, but that's the options there. People are, you know, playing themselves into positions where they can't be dropped. Um, and that's why we've had a consistent 11 for the last few games. Um, so, yeah, I mean, but it's good, you know, it's an old cliche, and it? it's a good problem to have. you got all these players, I mean, if they're all fit, you know, how do you get them all how do you get them all in the squad? You know, it's a it's a tough thing. Um, but... and, the, and the bond's clearly strong as well, isn't it? Like it's so yeah. obvious to see that the bond of the player and when we look at past um back at past promotion sides, like even the ones that weren't great, like you know, the teams that went up under Mick McCarthy and we've had this discussion many times, you know. The crowds weren't great at that period because it's not it's not just always about winning and but that was what was clearly good about even that side you could sell in the play you could see the players would come out and talk about in interviews afterwards and say look you don't realise how well we all get on like we don't want to leave training you know because we're having such a laugh together and all that stuff and 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 this group of players is 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 clearly at that point as well which just adds to it all yeah yeah we're yeah, I mean... very high around the squad I think that. They all love playing. It's just they're all just young lads, man. Like this is what it is. Like yeah, you've got a couple of the older heads, but they're just young lads having a kick about. They're enjoying the football. They're playing well under a very, very good uh, manager and coach and stuff. Why would you not want to be here? I hope the crowd doesn't get too hit with that. You know, we we've we have problems historically with midweek matches, particularly with games on Sky, because we know that, and it's not. <sighs> make anybody bad supporters. We know that Sunderland has a high percentage of match goers who don't live in Sunderland and travel in for the games and we know this and we lose some of those midweek, don't we? That's just a fact. It's always been the way and it always will be the way. Um and there are bus strikes on all week as well. Let's just be clear about that. So hopefully it doesn't um it get hit too hard. So if you haven't got a ticket and you think about going try and get yourself there maybe. Um I'm guessing nobody would make any changes to the team. It would be ridiculously harsh on any one single player at the moment to take them out. It was interesting that Roberts come back in, wasn't it? We we said that, you know, but Bar Bar took his chance and stayed in the side. But I think you just said there, Gareth, the competition for places now is so brutal that against Cardiff, he was one of the players who you'd say was a little, like below average, and and he's yeah. and he's lost his place because of it. Ruthless. Yeah. Um. Roberts is, you know, better than Barr, so anyway, I mean, just is, isn't he? <laughs> so, you pick, like I said the other week, you'd pick your best players, if they're available. Um, it, when you're trying to win, I just think you pick your best, like you're trying to like, it, it, I know you're always trying to win every game and <clears throat> players in form can win your games, but... Your best player becomes available. If, if your best players are available, you should pick them. Basically, that's my point. So I'm glad he's back in. Um, it's nothing against Bar. Just think he's, you know, a key player for us. 
Mm. But what's good, it's it's good for Bar that he's had that little run now, yeah. though, because now you feel like he is he is going to make more of an impact when he does come off the bench than he had done yeah. previously because he's had that run on the team. He's impacted, he's assisted, he's scored. So we're, we're better for it, aren't we, right? Come on then. Yeah. Um, let's have predictions. Last time the three of us made a prediction, we all went for 3-3 three, three or whatever it was, or 2-2, two, two, what is it, a Blackburn, yeah. which we were glad didn't didn't work out. Uh, let's see if we can all go for something for something different this time. I'll start with you first, Jack, again. Um, oh, it shouldn't be a tough game. Like you, you look at anyone else in that league in that position, you think, right, we could beat them. But just feels like, just because they're slightly like more recent Premier League team, just feels like a bigger occasion. Um, I think we're betting them and I reckon we'll beat them 2-1. I'm going to go with. Gareth? I'm going to say 3-1 Sunderland. I'm going to say a 3-1 as well. <laughs> yeah, that's what I had. I can't say Watford scoring. And I, I I could see it being a tight game at some point. Like, I think we'll be the better team, but I could say Watford, Watford goal at some point or however that arrives could make it a bit edgy. But then we, we they might be going for a, a leveller and I could have opened them up even more and I would fancy us, I think, maybe to get a one. Three ones, my prediction as well. Right, Matt and um, Rick will be back later on in the week, leading up to the uh, to our live show on Friday. So we're looking forward to seeing you all there. Those of you who've got tickets, and um, they'll be looking back at the Watford game and ahead to the Borough game. So, uh, so enjoy while it lasts. Enjoy Jack Clark. So, as always, thanks for listening. <laughs>Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.